Everybody, welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Palmville. And joining us as always is the Sports Outsider, Phil Rant. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Phil, yeah. do you have March Madness? Uh, I've got Space Madness. <laughs> What's Phil space has madness, ma- but it's hard to say whether or not it's associated with March specifically. Space Madness is when you've been in a spaceship for too long and you start going crazy. Oh, I thought that was Space Dementia. Ooh, I don't know. Maybe. Or is those two different things? I mean, dementia's not like crazy. Dementia's like forgetting stuff. Yeah, right. But what did they call it in Armageddon when Steve Buscemi started shooting? Oh, God, I don't know. I thought that was space dementia. In Ren and Stimpy, they called space madness. It's a sports comedy podcast. Joel and I know a fair amount about sports. I don't. Ostensibly sports insiders. We're all comedians living in Los Angeles. Yeah. So if you're you're just someone looking for like, hey, a funny podcast, and you're thinking, not this one, it's all sports. Phil's on your side. Yeah. Phil's here to help make our, our podcast appetizing to the non-sports fan. Or to the sports fan. Yeah, or to the sports <laughs> fan. Yeah. More, yeah, more, you make things more appetizing. It's right. a podcast for everyone is the point that we're trying to make. I don't know anyone that listens to this podcast who's not a sports fan. I don't know anyone that listens to this podcast. Well, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, uh, for real, did, have you filled out a bracket? Uh, I filled out a bracket on uh, Ty Lieberman's bracket that right. he does for ESPN. Oh, thanks for reminder. I got to do that. Yeah. Uh, and I forget. It was like Game of Thrones theme this year. Oh, and I yeah. think I called my name like Phil Nary's Rant Garion. <laughs> uh, and I picked mostly the person who seated higher. <laughs> that's good. That's, yeah, that's no, a that's good, good call. Yeah. That it, usually it, works out pretty No well. big upsets for me. A couple of four or fives I flipped because I figured, you know. Yeah, I, I had a know. friend who would always just pick the seeds, and like three years out of four, he'd finish in the upper quartile. Like he never right. won, but it was like he was way more consistently successful than anyone who was. I think I did pick Michigan State to win it all, though. There you go. There you go. Yeah, that could happen. Except no, because they played Duke in the Elite Eight, and <laughs> but it also Michigan State doesn't beat. Duke. Well, that's the now, thing is Duke and North Carolina. <laughs> they showed the odds of who picked what on the ESPN website, and it said like. Forty percent of people pick Duke to win, so I'm like, well, I'm not gonna pick that because if I pick it, everyone else will have picked it, and then I'm not gonna win other stuff. Yeah, and MSU had a four percent, and I'm like, okay, I'll play those odds. Unfortunately, Ty's pool skews heavily Michigan State, I think, because it's all Michiganders. Well, and Michigan oh, for that yeah. matter, and Michigan, but but Michigan still, was also number two. That's why I whole. didn't pick Michigan because I assumed a lot of people were gonna pick Michigan to go all the way in this pool. Yeah. If, if you really wanted to be strategic about Ty's pool, I think you'd want to pick neither Michigan nor Michigan State. I, oh, man, it's, I screwed up. So did that was did that one? You filled out one? I filled out that one. That's it, yeah. Joel? I, I filled out three at this point. And at this point, like the three pools that I regularly do in the most annoying way possible are in three different sites. Okay. So I have to go back and be like, oh, God, what is my password to CBS Sports? Right, yeah. yeah. No, that's one that you need to remember. And then, then like, I try oh, to reset it. just have your computer it. remember, yeah. And they've yeah. got all of the, like, oh, well, we do need at least three letters in there. And I'm just sort of like, just let me put what I want. I don't care if anybody has That means they've used his phone number. <laughs> yeah. If it's, he's like, I have to put three letters and that's the complaint, then Joel totally uses his no, phone number. No, what I've started doing is I've started just using the profane exclamation that I have every time I try to enter my password and get blocked. That's smart. By some site that I 
just don't care about. Yeah, I used you're to not use, ESPN. What right. are you trying to prove? I used to <laughs> use one, two, three, poop, exclamation point, because it fulfills everything, because I do capital P on poop. Yeah. And uh, that was something that came together because I was sick of forgetting. And when it's a website, I don't care. Like, my ESPN.com got hacked. I don't care. That's yeah. not the password for that. But, like, for example. <laughs> right, right. And so I just used it for every junk site. You know? So, I yeah. Feel, I think I filled out four now. I think my CBS is now fuck you and then some numbers. Okay. But I felt like just doing this, like, uh, you know, in the scene in Willy Wonka, when the guy's asking how many Wonka bars everyone's <laughs> had. Yeah. And Charlie Bucket, you're Charlie. Two? You can't divide two. two. It is two? Yeah. Two Wonka bars. Right. So that was you with one. Yeah. Let's what? say you did 20. Yeah. <laughs> one yeah. bracket? Right. And then how Tim you gonna Burton win? came out and tried to ruin Willy Wonka for everyone with his EDM Oompa Loompas. Oh, Ugh. yeah. That was unpleasant. Yeah. So Mike Trout just signed the largest contract in the history of professional sports. Good on him. He's a friend of ours. He oh, is. Yeah, we love. So I'm. I as soon as I read that news, I was immediately like, "Awesome! I'll bet we're having Mike Trout on." He's on the show, Great. and he's here with his agent Thad Morris. Ooh, man wow. of the hour. Yeah. So he's. I mean, he's. I mean, obviously Mike Trout has the yeah. skill, but Thad negotiated the deal. Thad's he's gonna 10%. pull down forty-three million on that one. Yeah. Actually, sports agents are three percent. Oh wow. no! Really? Yes. You know what? That makes wow. a lot of sense because I can see how entertainment agents, they're working a lot harder to convince people, whereas sports agents... So he's <laughs> only getting $10 million for brokering that one deal? Well, I don't... First of all, 10% is an arbitrary number, right? Wow, that's in, true. in Los Angeles that we, you know, that agents can charge. But yeah. basically, like, no, in sports, I believe it's three for most of them. But also, I don't think there's a standard. Oh, I think, yeah. like, it can slide, but it's basically much less, I believe. Hmm. And, if, and if you're Mike Trout, I imagine you have a lot of bargaining power. Yeah. So we'll have them both on to talk about it. And Phil, yeah. we got a wide world of weird sports. You're goddamn right we do. And news, news, news. But first, Johnny Manziel update, watch update. Johnny Manziel update, watch update. Brought to you by... Manziel's put your man boobs in a Manziel today. And... Unbranded batteries. Are they gold tip? No, that's Energizer. It's not Duracell. It's unbranded batteries. Johnny Manziel signs with the AAF's Memphis Express. Whoa. Oh, you called it last week, and there it is. Because he's drunk AAF. Uh, Subheadline, you can't kick out of a league. <laughs> Sorry. Subheadline, you can't get kicked out of a league if it goes bankrupt. Yeah. There we go. Phew. Well, when we last left our hero, Johnny Manziel, he had been banned from the Canadian Football League for reasons that the Canadians were polite enough to keep quiet about. <laughs> oh, that was nice. <laughs> Goddamn Canadians. Johnny Football had contravened specific guidelines that the league had set for him. And in a way that seemed perfectly Canadian, front office members and league officials seemed almost to be apologizing to Manziel about all this. Oops, sorry yeah. that you intervened yeah. there. <laughs> oh, I apologize. I'm from Canada. We just were so sorry that you beat that prostitute to death. Why don't you eat some protein <laughs> and not, then play not, some hockey? No, that is not what Canadians sound <laughs> That's like. That's what Canadians no, sound like. It's a dead on. You're from Michigan. Ate some Tim Hortons. You know, this is such typical <laughs> west side of the state of Michigan bias against Canadians. <laughs> That's true. You're too far from them to understand them. Why don't we go to Toronto? It's Toronto. You don't pronounce the T. Toronto. Oh, come on, Phil. I'm from Canada. No, you don't. Have a motion. <laughs> uh, for weeks, we wondered aloud what team or league would Manziel play for next, and mm. when would they suspend him? For some, <laughs> for some real journalism, I called Manziel's publicist to ask where Johnny Football might be playing football. Ooh, Ooh. good for you. His publicist said he wanted me to read the statement every time I got this question. Do I have NCAA eligibility left? <laughs> ah, even if I don't. 
my dick might. Crying laughing emoji. Yeah. It's I mean it's a decent joke. <laughs> I don't I'm not against it. I think it's a fine joke. Question for this digital era. When you know when when a newscaster is recounting something like that, do you act out the emoji or do you simply say what it is? I think you just say what it is. I think yeah, that's that's, the best that's industry standard. I would rather see it be acted out by I, news anchors if I'm being honest, but Well, Manzel will now be playing football in a league that looks like you turned on TNT when it was playing a generic 90s football movie. Ah, (laughs) The AAF approved his eligibility. His rights belong to the San Antonio Commanders, which is less than an hour from where he was a star high school quarterback. Mm. Which, as we all know, for Johnny Manzel, was a real-life combination of NBC's Friday Night Lights, Paramount's Varsity Blues, and Cinemax's Co-Ed Confidential. (laughs) I believe it, yeah. However, uh, San Antonio declined to sign him using words like liability and yeah. increasingly inappropriate to societal standards humor yeah. worried about the river walk burning down <laughs> i'm just kidding the actual statement was much meaner <laughs> commander's uh, gm daryl johnson said in a statement one of the most important things i've already learned on this job is when there is an opportunity to get better you get better and i truly believe that the moves necessary to add johnny to our roster do not make us better at this time so that'd be a Whoa. quote from the commander's commander Yes, it would. Yes, it would. So he went on waivers. Yes, we all know who has first priority on waivers. Uh, In the AAF, obviously, that'd be Memphis. Right. Well, the worst. Yeah, because they're the worst team. Oh, I thought it was just Memphis in perpetuity. (laughs) The worst team on uh, the worst league record usually has a top pick on waivers, Phil. Okay. Waivers work. I'll buy it. (laughs) I'll allow it. It's Uh, It's a pitch for parody. I'm I'm like a a judge in Law and Order. I'll allow it, but you watch yourself, Mister Pomaville. <laughs> Suits. Legal experts. Legal experts are already extolling the virtues of this shrewd move on Manzel's part. Memphis is on the border with Mississippi, Ooh. the only state in the union where it is legal to drink and drive. Ah, is it legal to drink and drive? It's true. We talked about it on the podcast. As long as you're under the legal limit, okay, you can have an open container drinking from it. So you could grab a beer. Yeah. And drink a beer, say per hour, and be within uh, Mississippi state law. Man. I think we should be able to do that anywhere. Right, but you understand why it's really hard for officers to. Yeah, you know, I mean, I could. Uh, I guess they'd be doing more checks, but you know how much easier my commute would be if I could have. <laughs> You've also gotten beer too. I feel like that's... more car accidents than I have. So. Okay, well that that I, that's. I feel like the argument that is often proposed by the uh, beer and liquor lobby of, do you know how much easier this would make people's commutes, <laughs> right. often falls on deaf ears. Yeah. Uh, of course, my, my commute would go from a little over an hour to like three because there'd be so many accidents. Sure. Uh, in Memphis, the 26-year-old Manziel could have an opportunity to play quickly, including maybe this Saturday against uh, oh. Birmingham. Oh, Memphis shit. began the season with Christian Hackenberg oh my God. as their quarterback. From Penn State, right? From Penn State, yeah. And then he was... A, a, not a particularly good quarterback. No, he was Penn a bad State. quarterback. And then the w- school not known for having that many good quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, they're not quarterback. You. <laughs> then they went with Zach Mettenberger, who injured his ankle last weekend, and they brought in Brandon Silvers. Okay. Who didn't do great? Who did decent enough, but they still lost. So this is a Could time. They for- not get Brandon Gold. No, so wait, they've had four no. quarterbacks this season? This, this would be their fourth, yeah. That seems like poor decision somewhere, right? Where are they, the Cleveland Browns? Nice. Oh! I thought the Cleveland Browns were good now. <laughs> That's right, they are. So if we could, 
Let's track Johnny Football's travels like a family circus cartoon. Ah, okay. with the dotted lines the dotted and jumping line. over things. All right, so dotted lines between College Station, Texas, and several different spring break locations. Sure. Okay. Then the dotted line goes to Cleveland, then to Vegas, then back to Cleveland, <laughs> then to a rehab building in Ohio. Yep. Then to Texas, then a rehab building in Texas. Yeah. Uh-huh. Should mention this is a very special family circus cartoon. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, you learn a lesson We're from it. Dealing with some hard hitting. Not so much funny with, as it's yeah. sad, meaningful. Yeah. The family circus with Johnny Manziel in it is a real departure, totally. <laughs> kind of like the one where they have the ghost circuses. grandparents. Remember those in Family Circus? Where oh, every yeah, once in a while they do right. the sweet ones with the fucking ghosts of their grandparents smiling. Ah. That's just not a good strip. I've been reading comic strips my entire life, and I do not like Family yeah. Circus. I mean, it's and no Beetle Bailey. I remember it like... All right, all age, right. Age five or six being like, this isn't funny. The dotted line ones were the best ones. Those were by yeah. far the best and ones. And they're not that good. Yeah, the he, dotted he lines. called the meatballs meat bulbs. <laughs> PJ. <laughs> the dotted lines go to the Canadian border where a Border Patrol character is sitting there and searching him. Then to Hamilton, Canada. Mm-hmm. Montreal, Canada. Then there's a picture of a boot with motion lines. Uh, yeah. And, he, and a dotted line going all the way to Memphis, Tennessee. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like jumping. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He got kicked out there. Yeah. Or, or going to San Antonio and bouncing off. And going to... <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, he didn't quite make yeah. it there. Uh, some may worry that Memphis, home to Beale Street, mm-hmm. may prove a problem for Manziel's sobriety efforts. Oh, yeah. But it and shouldn't be. Sun and Stack Studios? That's not going to be a problem for the sobriety. Well, you know. However, Manziel's already been banned nationwide from all locations of Hard Rock Cafe, BB King's Blues Club, Wet Willies, and Coyote Ugly. That doesn't leave well, a lot of options. As long as he's got Fat Tuesdays and Senior Frogs, he's going to be okay. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update, brought to you by... Manziel's, put your man boobs in a Manziel today. And... Unbranded batteries, do they hold power? Well, maybe they don't, because they're unbranded batteries. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. Um, news, news, news. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> news, news, news. Robert Kraft Penis Watch 2019. Robert Kraft Penis Watch 2019. Brought to you by... Bite-sized Twinkies. Hey, <laughs> the Twinkies are pretty big and they're full of calories. Uh, yeah, why don't I try this bite-sized one? Uh, Robert Kraft attorneys file motion to suppress evidence in massage parlor case. <laughs> Whoa. Sub headline, maybe try tucking the evidence like up in your pants and hoping nobody notices. <laughs> you know what <laughs> or, I learned about holding, Robert like, some Kraft? Books in front of your, your evidence. <laughs> so Robert Kraft uh, invested in Theranos. I learned that from watching the inventor documentary on HBO last night. And they were like, and one of the investors was the uh, owner of the Patriots. I went, Robert Kraft. And Lindsay was like, that's impressive. And I'm like, no, he's been in the news a lot. (laughs) Right? Uh, Thrilling documentary, by the way. I liked it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, But so when we think of Kraft, we usually think of smooth and creamy. You know? Right. Yeah. Uh, but and Robert, the blue, block, blue box blues. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Robert Kraft's legal team is hoping to ensure that we don't also begin associating that with sex trafficking and wrinkled old man getting jerked off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> from the ESPN man. article, attorneys for New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft filed a motion Wednesday to suppress evidence, notably the video evidence, in his solicitation of prostitution case, according to a source. 
The motion is an effort to make sure that the surveillance video, described as graphic and damning, isn't released if he doesn't reach a plea deal with prosecutors. Wow, graphic and damning. Graphic and damning. Boy, it is hard to imagine how the actual video could now make this any worse. Yeah. So wait, the, the, and they, I just want to clarify here. They're saying they want it suppressed, even if he doesn't reach a plea deal? Even if he doesn't reach a plea deal. Sounds like uh, the prosecutors are holding all the cards here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really does. In an enormous way. <laughs> but also, he's a very wealthy white guy. Yeah, no, so it's understandable that he you might want be a new courthouse, gonna... I'll build a new courthouse. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, know, you guys want to pull for the senior center, I'll get you one. Yeah. That's a good impression of him. This impression of your impression. Well, I mean, <laughs> what do you mean, my impression? I mean, I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. podcast guest Robert Kraft. Yeah. Oh, when, when Robert God. Kraft was on, <laughs> Phil heard the interview when he got back from getting burritos. That was the first time. Funny, funny we we are now it. 339 episodes in, <laughs> and the fourth wall has been broken. I don't know what you're talking about Phil. for the first time ever the veil has been lifted <laughs> now everybody knows zach evans that's it <laughs> oh man our entire listening audience yeah oh wow i'm sorry okay so uh there are a few takeaways now that uh i think uh we should have from what i'm calling inflate gate Oh, that's good. Right? Right. Pretty clever. Right, right. After all, you know, it's hard not to see the parallels about how his franchise went through a scandal that was about the game balls that they played with. And now this is a scandal about the games being played with his balls. So, How about Mastergate? <laughs> Damn it! No, that doesn't quite work. Because no, that's not all that's, uh, self, yeah. that's self-love. That's true. Damn it. I'll keep thinking. Hold on. <laughs> How about just jerk gate? Yeah. Because <laughs> he is a jerk. He's a jerk. <laughs> and right. he got jerk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So takeaway number one, Robert Kraft must have a very small penis. And that's it. Mm. That's the one major takeaway here is that Robert Kraft clearly doesn't want America to see this video because he's afraid it's, it's not going to be flattering. I mean, I think there's more than one reason. Right. Because the other is like, he's not in good shape. Because so even if he has say an average size penis, yeah. he's going to be, it's going to look small in comparison to his bulbous belly. Okay, I'll I think you, we're I'll missing the average. obvious. Regardless of your body, it's embarrassing to watch somebody jerk you off on video and have it released to the public. <laughs> Just generally embarrassing, right? Okay, prudes. Maybe unless what? you've unless you've unless you're like Kim a, Kardashian and you're actually licensing out your sex tape in order yeah, like to launch a, like your a pink, billionaire career. Yeah. In which case, that then it's a genius move, right? But Robert Kraft, he's got—he's already a billionaire. Mm. He doesn't need the Kardashian bump. A couple of Christmases ago, my dad asked me to explain the Kardashians, and I didn't know what to say. And then he was like, "She's like a porn star, right?" And then I also didn't know what to say. <laughs> not <laughs> quite. Like, no, not I mean that's exactly, what launched her. Yeah. And yeah. also, yeah, that sex tape. I mean, if you've seen it, it's clearly. Intended for public consumption. Yes, absolutely. Like it's cut together. They well, address be, the before, camera periodically. Before like, it made it out to the internet, she'd already signed away the rights on it. She signed off on it. Huh? Really? So yeah, that's the 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 way that everybody knows that it was planted. And not only that, but before she became famous, she couldn't stop talking about uh, Paris Hilton and yeah. like, oh, Paris Hilton did this and Paris Hilton did this, and then she followed the same trajectory. But hey, you know what? She'd Wait, do Paris anything Hilton to be famous. was famous before the sex tape, though, right? Right, yeah, but she, Paris she was, Hilton yeah. became a... She was famous as a heiress. She right. was not on Simple Life or any of that until the right, sex tape. Right, okay. So yeah. she launched her reality career. And now she's a successful DJ. 
So. Right. Yeah. Apparently, she's big in Europe. Yeah, and she's good at it. Apparently. Yeah. No, my sister saw her in uh uh where, where's the where is Dublin. No, uh, Ohio. Where, the place where you took a <laughs> took a pill with a Vici. Where was that? That's oh, uh, the Philippines. Ibiza. Ibiza. She was oh, in Ibiza, okay. and she saw Paris Hilton DJ, and she's like, "Yeah, no, actually, she's really good." Yeah. In America, she has no career because no one respects her at all. Yeah. But in Europe, apparently, yeah, yeah, that's what you need is the computer and to look good, and then you're a European DJ. Anyway, getting back to the sex. This is a sports podcast. (laughs) An out of shape old man instead of a gorgeous young woman. Uh, That's how we got there. Right. Uh, That's on. Uh, So you are right, Jordan. Uh, All the prosecutors holding all the cards with Robert Kraft. Yeah. Uh, And (laughs) it's it's only getting worse. Uh, Pressure's on for the poor put upon Robert Kraft. Uh, Advocates for the elimination of sex trafficking sent the NFL a letter on Tuesday calling for Kraft to be banned from the NFL. Not going to happen. Quoting from the letter, specifically in accordance with its personal conduct policy, we call on the National Football League Executive Committee committee to immediately under... It didn't say committee. I said it was right, quoted, right, but that's right. not... Yeah. I interpreted you well. Neither, neither yeah. is, is this here. Yeah. Uh, to immediately undertake an investigation of the criminal charges against Mr. Kraft if the results of said invoca- investigation show Mr. Kraft to have engaged in the purchase of women for sex, the NFL must banish Mr. Kraft from team ownership because men who purchase others for sex inflict inestimable amounts of human suffering on those they exploit for sex. I mean, sure, but this is clearly pretty one-sided. You know, <laughs> where are the advocates of sex trafficking to make this a fair and balanced story? Also, Robert Kraft was at best renting people for sex. The purchasing would have been happening by the massage parlor owner. That's true. Is this yeah. like the people that say that the uh, no fly, no buy is racist because the no fly list is racist, but they're actually the gun advocates? Is that the argument you're making here? I have no idea what you just said. That's cool. <laughs> no fly, no buy? Yeah, that's the you can't buy guns if you're on the no fly list. Oh, it's a very right. popular legislation that won't make it to the floor because oh, of the NRA because won't the no fly it. list uh, is, is racist. People right. Are, so yeah. people say that if you support no fly, no buy, you're a racist. But actually, it's like no, the no fly list might be racist, but no fly, no buy isn't racist. That's a fair point. Now, that's the argument I've made a few times. <laughs> I'm merely, you know, standing the on internet. the shoulders of racist giants. Right. Totally. Yeah. Um, but uh, also, what dirty pool to try and apply the rigorous standards of personal conduct uh, that are there for the players to the owners as well? Yeah. How dare they? And in fairness, any pool that Robert Kraft is in immediately becomes a dirty <laughs> pool. <laughs> He's going to massage parlors. He's not jerking off in pools, Phil. We don't know that. Yeah, we don't know that. Not, we we don't only know, know his life in like a 24-hour period, and he was in that massage parlor twice. Yeah. <laughs> that is the best he, part. He goes to pool That's parties during point. the day. Yeah. Probably thinking to himself, I shouldn't have gone back for that second one. Yeah. <laughs> this makes me look way worse. You know, actually, after the traffic stop, where they specifically checked my ID but let me off with a warning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> should have thought about it. Once you pop, you can't stop. Uh, but getting back to those prosecutors, Jordan... Uh, yep. They are willing <laughs> to drop the solicitation charges, provided that he and the other 24 people caught in the sting, all of whom are presumably at this point thinking they're lucky stars that somebody way more famous than them got caught in the sting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as soon as long as they are willing to admit that they would have been proven guilty in court by the evidence. Oh, so basically they have to say 
this is this is a plea deal, but we're entirely guilty. Yeah, like I, I think that's hmm. it. But that you know, what an odd way of putting that because it's like, well, if you couldn't prove it in court, we wouldn't be talking about a plea deal, would we? Right. They can prove it in court because they have the videotapes. <laughs> yeah. That's yes. I feel like you know who who read this was TMZ instead of yep. Ooh boy. <laughs> we'll Gotta see if they can we'll hey. see if they can suppress it. They're just waiting with that refresh button being like, oh yeah. <laughs> Joining us now on the podcast and welcome to the studio, Angels Outfielder Mike Trout. Hey guys, how's it going? And uh Mike Trout's agent. Thad uh, Morris. Yes, yes, hello. Whoa, Thad yeah. Hey. All right, I'm here with my agent. This yeah. is way more fun. Everything's more fun with a friend. Hey, Mike, I, I really don't understand why you couldn't have just driven with me. I because it's just a short jog. It's Anaheim it's, to Los Angeles. It's 100% Whoa. 100% not a short or a jog. Hey, I got to stay in game shape. Yep. Well, you you absolutely do. I just worry a little bit about you getting injured by the cars. I just want to say, for the record, it, not from Anaheim, <sighs> from the Phoenix area, Arizona. Because it's spring training. Yeah, it's spring training. That, oh, boy, I get to be with all my friends. That is a long he, run, yeah, Mike. He, he, he made a quick pit stop in Anaheim. Oh, to yeah. sign the paperwork. You know, to sign the paperwork and because he wanted to visit the grounds crew, see if they wanted to play pickle. I want to play pickle. Man, my favorite part of a game is when you're in a pickle, you know? So yeah. it's a real bind, but the stakes are lower, you know? Because yeah. everybody wins when you play baseball. You are absolutely correct. Mike. Oh, man, except, my agent's the greatest. He negotiates except, except the best for, contracts. Except for the team that you're defeating. Yeah. They lose. Oh, they lose, but then everybody wins. You know, if you really think about it. Yeah. Oh, my agent's the best. We're not only best friends, but he also he negotiates everything so I can just focus on the game. Yep, and that's important. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry if I'm not a little bit. More energetic. It's just been a really, really trying last few months. Uh, the negotiations were extremely difficult. We're uh, kind of like the odd couple. How so? You could say that, yeah. Yeah. I, I have a lot of fun, and you're a bit of a curmudgeon. Uh, my wife certainly doesn't describe me as a bit of a curmudgeon. I don't know that that's entirely Whoa, true. Whoa, scandalous. Definitely. Okay, I, I do definitely try to stay just a little bit more grounded. There we go. You know, uh, so that's that's 100% true. But yeah. yeah it, was, uh, it is the the largest contact in, in sports history, and getting to that point was not easy. Well, let's walk through that. Mike, you are the best player in baseball. Right? Oh, now you're making me blush. You know what, Jordan? I think you're the best player in baseball. <laughs> no, I'm not. You actually yeah. are by almost any metric. You know what? I've never seen you play, but I'm guessing with those arms, you're probably pretty dang good at batting. <laughs> I'm okay at batting. There Thank we go. You. Thank you, Mike. I heard Philkin hit an 80 mile an hour fastball. That's yeah, entirely we, false. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we didn't did. have a we didn't have a gun on the pitch. Uh, what? We did spend the first two hours uh, rehashing this particular conversation in which he told every member of the Angels organization that they were the best player in baseball. Oh yeah, they're all so great. Not only that, they're my friends. One after another. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, I like to start every negotiation by saying one good thing about everybody there. You know, so there's no hard feelings. You said many good things about every person. I can't stop myself. Which, you know, that's it, good. But we were in a position of trying to establish your value as a player. And it was somewhat diminished by insisting that the other 15 people. Yeah, in the but room... you, know, you know what I always say. Any contract's fine. <laughs> I, I just want to play the game. I do know that. I do know that yeah. very well. You repeated that several times in front of the negotiating team. Yeah, I said, what do you angels. got for me? Don't overdo it. Yep. Yep. I remember you said, don't overdo it. That was my first it. offer. And I 
I briefly blacked out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, why, you had you had the vapors, as they say in Georgia. Yeah, well, I uh, the thing is, it's a good I, thing they had that fainting couch. They must be rich. I just I wanted to make sure that man. You, I can't afford a fainting couch. You, you can. You can afford a fainting couch. You can because of the last contract that I negotiated. Ah, that for. seems that seems like you too much. Especially can because that that's. I mean, if you don't want a fainting couch, don't buy it. But the point is, it's your I choice, didn't. Mike. Yeah, you. Although you, they would be nice. It's up to you. You have that flexibility because of the contracts that I have negotiated for you. Had you accepted their first offer, you might not I be. I feel like you're well, getting mad again. Well, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute, guys. For a second, let's talk about the contract because Bryce Harper goes out and signs a 13 $330 million deal with the Phillies. Woo! Before that, Good he for had, him. Highest yeah. paid player in baseball. Well, until you. And then you sign this $430 million deal with the Angels. That's too much money. Well, wait, wait. That just feels like too... That's what I said when they it's, started going that direction. It's, it's too much too money. too much money. And, I mean, it's. I guess it's okay for you to say that now, but I really wish you had not repeatedly said that during the negotiations. Look, look, I don't need much, all right? What was the, their first I, offer? What did they come in with? When they came to you and said, Mike, we want to lock you all up. Right, don't this, want you to see free agency. This is how it went. And, and you, you call me out if, if, you, if you think that I'm not telling it right, because I can't remember every word. I don't have a photographic memory. It's, so when I first came in, onto my memory yep. in a way that I don't. When think I first came in, they said, it. "Mike, we love you," and I said, "I love you." And then they 100% said, accurate." Then they said, "What do you want?" And I said, "Let's go get ice cream." And they said, "No, what do you want in the contract?" And I'm like, "You can put in the contract." At that point, my agent stepped in. Yes, I I did in fact intervene. Uh, and then Mike was like, "Well, you're here. See if you can get me a banana split." Yeah, uh, I wanted a banana in my ice cream, and I told him that would have been I enough. Would, Absolutely. I just want to play the game. I would told him I would absolutely take him out for ice cream if he could just try not to say things like that for the next few days. That's when I realized we were playing hardball. Good cop, bad cop. Indeed. Indeed, we were playing hardball. I don't know if good cop, bad cop was the best strategy. I was the good cop. Yep, but that's the one that we had to go with. Yep. <laughs> okay, so okay, so they, so you're in. You've complimented everyone. You've been promised ice cream. Then what? I, I then I realized I had to ask for money. Yeah, it's it's at that point that I insisted that we not close the negotiations right there. Yep, and that we continue and try to get more than ice cream. So then they said, "How much money do you want?" And I said, "What do you got on you?" And then my agent stepped in, and I said, "I'm reasonably certain that they do not have enough money on them right now uh, to cover what you should be paid, Mike." That made me feel bad. Again, I tried to. I, I, I didn't mean to make you feel bad, but I did try to explain to you the difference between, say, the $5 that you might pay for ice cream and the $30 million that is the approximate worth of one year of baseball. Yeah, who needs, who needs $30 million uh, anyway? You, you who needs $30 million? You don't need it, but you deserve it. I don't, well, I don't deserve more than I need. And God knows I need 4% of $30 million. That's too much, too. Uh, Everybody makes too much money. Not, Look. Oh, boy. There's there's uh there's a huge problem going on in America, all right? What's that, Mike? Not enough people are eating ice cream. <laughs> and this wasn't solving that issue. Mike, with the money that you would have made, you could go buy everyone That's ice what cream. That's what I what I what I quickly realized then is that I was just not good at negotiating. It's yeah. not one of my strong suits. I I believe that I mentioned to that you, to you in, in in no unspecific terms on on no less than a dozen occasions right. on the drive to the negotiations. Well, then that's what I said in the negotiations. I said, I'm not good at this. 
The second offer from the Angels raised some serious difficulties. And why is that? Uh, it was a go-kart and a pogo stick. Oh, both are going to be fun. Look, you can go on the go-kart, and then if you're going too fast, slow it down with a pogo stick. That's, That's enough. That's all I need. That is verbatim what he said after receiving this offer. And I, I stuck my hand out and said, we'll take it. I was trying to tell the angels that this was illegal and unprofessional. That's when my agent stepped in. But first, I had to stop him from jumping across the table to sign the contract. Which is difficult because he's an exceptional athlete and he's possessed with what can only be described as just a devilish amount of energy. I would have been able to jump across the table faster if I had that darn pogo stick. <laughs> I don't know how anyone could jump across the table faster. I I tore my ACL trying to stop Mike. Yeah, and at that point, I realized that this negotiation was getting hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> so then the people it, from it, the it, Angels said... Hey, do we need to take a bathroom break? And I said, deal! I was, of course, screaming in pain uh, from my torn ACL. Right. Yeah, but after a little bit of ice, we decided we might as well complete the negotiations before I headed to the emergency room. I can't really tear it worse. Right. Sitting at a conference table. Uh, so from that point on, I started trying to talk numbers while Mike did laps. Uh, around the greater Anaheim area. Yeah! And then whenever I'd draw back, they'd be like, you want a glass of water? I said, deal! And tried to shake their hand. And, and then they'd be like, do you want to take a seat? And I said, deal! And then I tried to shake their hand. And then they'd say, hey, can I get an autograph for my daughter? And I said, deal! And I tried to shake their hand. Mike's a bit of a yes man. Uh, yes! Well, that's... you're just very positive. You have the energy, you have the positivity. I, I'll be honest, Mike, you're my spirit animal. I ah, there we like, go. You're the person I want to be. I just wanted to get back to playing baseball, and everyone was talking about dollars and cents. You know, Jordan, I don't, I don't think you really realize what that entails. It's just one of those things where it's like, I, I mean, I'm not a professional baseball player, but I would probably play professional baseball. With those arms, you're not? <laughs> Come on! I would probably play... Play for a go-kart and a pogo stick. Heck yeah! Uh, Love of the game! Right. Yeah, that's that, what I have. Yeah. That would be overpaying for you. <laughs> um, but for, for Mr. Trout, my client, I did feel that it was important to try and get something approaching fair value for what he supplies. So I assume at some point we're getting close. Oh, so yeah. They, uh, they come in with ice cream. They come in with pogo stick go-kart. Then I assume... They didn't... Pitch any money in the contract until the second week. Okay, week two. The second week. I spent 10 hours a day in a conference room for a week trying to convince Mike here why he shouldn't accept a pass to Disney for the rest of the day in exchange for playing for the And then I got stuck inside that room instead of going to Disney. We all lose. I... (laughs) I may or may not have used the maid's cart to block the door to his room. I could have moved it, but I thought that would be an ill taste. Uh, I don't even want to describe to you what the room looked like when I returned. Uh, but it was not good. But yes, ultimately by restraining Mr. Trout, I was able to negotiate a contract that involved actual money. It was technically kidnapping. All right, so we're we're near. I, I would assume at some point we're getting in that high three hundred million, maybe near four hundred million range. Right. How are we getting this done? When we're getting close, when we're getting down to brass tacks, you know, how are we sealing this deal? Well, again, the issue was not so much the sealing of the deal; it was the prevention of the sealing of the deal 
prematurely. Yeah, they said, uh, they said, okay, hundreds of millions, blah, blah, blah. And they were all ready. And they were like, Mike, do you accept? And I said, I'll accept, but I'm going to play some hardball here. How about we throw out that contract? We all get appetizers from TGI Fridays. Which It's a great restaurant. It's fair prices. It's an okay restaurant, and there are decent prices. Prices that, again, you would not be able to They make their barbecue sauce with Jack Daniels. Uh, Yeah, speaking of Jack Daniels, he's been pretty much my only friend for the last couple of months. Best friends. (laughs) Dear, dear friend of mine. And... Then we got and to the final so figure. Finally, we did manage to get them up to $430 million right. over 12 years. Okay. I definitely felt like I could go higher, um, but my doctor told me that my blood pressure was too high. Ah. You know what, Jordan? One thing I haven't told my agent is that when they were signing the contracts... I signed a fake name. Oh, God. Yeah, and then as soon as he left the room, I said, I'm like, give him a run on that pogo stick. Oh, I played for the I played for the pogo stick. Then all the news outlets thought I was playing for the other thing. It was a fake name. I got the pogo stick. Bouncing on the pogo stick when I go home. So much fun on the pogo stick. You get 3% of the pogo stick. You know. I said, keep the go-kart. Thomas Jefferson had an old saying about holding a wolf by the ears. He had wooden teeth. <laughs> it's, you know, it's been great having both of you on. Uh, yeah. Uh, Thad, it was it was nice meeting you. Mike, it was great to see you again. I look forward to another season of Angels Baseball. Come on, let's go jump on my pogo stick, Jordan. Let's do it. With those arms. Do you have any heavy, heavy barbiturates? And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Oh, my weird sports. Wide World of Weird Sports. What do we got this week? This week's Wide World of Weird Sports, the 2018 UMBC versus Virginia men's basketball game. Oh, going in the Wayback Machine for this yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. On March 16th, 2018, never forget, during the first round of the 2018 NCAA Division One men's basketball tournament, the University of Virginia, also UVA Cavaliers, <laughs> Played a college basketball game against the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, also known as Umbic Retrievers, at the Spectrum Center in Charlotte, North Carolina. It sounds like they've been asked what their favorite brand of pen is. Umbuck. No, Umbic? The Cavaliers, who were seeded first in the South Regional Bracket and first overall in the NCAA Tournament, Faced the Retrievers, who were seeded 16th in the South Regional Bracket and ranked 63rd overall out of a field of 68. That's what's important to get here, uh, sports outsider Phil. Yep. Is not only was Virginia the number one, a number one seed, there are four number one seeds, they were the number one number one seed. So they were the ones that were supposed to win it all. They're the best team in the thing. And and they're saying this other team is uh, not even the best 16th. Is it not even the best 16th seed, right? Well, they were 63rd uh, out of 68. The there's the two play-in play games. games. And they didn't have a play-in game. So, so yeah, than, not even the best 16th They were like the second best 16th seed. Yikes. Not great. So Virginia and UMBC competed for the right to face ninth-seeded Kansas State, which already won their first round game against Creighton earlier in the day. That is an interesting way of putting it. You don't often talk <laughs> about the 16 and the one seed competing for the privilege to play the nine seed. Right? That makes sense. Uh, so the Retrievers, crazily enough, defeated the Cavaliers 
74 to 54 is blowout. Sounds like there were some real golden retrievers. Yikes. Yeah. Becoming the first number 16 seed ever to defeat a number one seed in the NCAA Division I men's basketball tournament. Oh, that doesn't sound right. What about, uh, what about, uh, no, Joel, it's never happened. No. What about that time when Duke. Was uh was the number sixteen seed? Wikipedia beat... is never wrong. No, they no. beat Kentucky. Christian Leitner sank that late no, shot. No, they were not a sixteen seed. <laughs> they weren't. No, and oh. Middle Tennessee State was a fifteen seed when they beat Michigan State. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Let's not say things we can't take back. Oh, no one's taking that one back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, it sounds, it sounds true. Continue, Phil. Sure. So it was only the second time in college basketball overall. Uh, after the number 16 seeded Harvard women defeated the number one Stanford 20 years That's earlier. the one I was thinking. Oh, you're thinking about the women's <laughs> tournament. I'm sorry. Right. I mixed up the Kentucky-Duke game with the, with the, with Harvard, the Harvard Stanford. Yeah. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> UMBC also earned its first NCAA tournament win in school history. That was the first time they ever beat someone no, in the tournament. That does hell of a way to do right. it. Hell of a this way to do it. This is a Wikipedia entry. Yeah. It's been cited and All researched. Right. What about the time they beat Houston Phi Slamma Jamma? No, Joel, stop making up fake history. <laughs> Your memory is failing you. Yeah, I, I could swear that that was you. No, Joel, you fake news. <laughs> hey, you fake news. I'm a real estate guy. Oh, <laughs> tournament. Fake tournament. So, tournament. tournament. It's, uh, it's pronounced tournament. 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 Uh, with Virginia set as a 20.5 point favorite heading into the game, UMBC's victory was the second biggest upset in NCAA tournament history behind Norfolk State's defeat of Missouri in 2012, which was a uh, where Missouri was a 21.5 point favorite. Oh, wow. So in betting odds. Uh, uh, West uh, Virginia was a 25.5 point favorite over UMBC. Yeah. Good coaches win. Great coaches cover. Right. Yeah. UMBC covered. Well, that means that, that <laughs> like a lot. the difference between the betting odds and what actually happened right. was 40.5 points. That's crazy. Virginia lost by 20 points? Yeah. they got, Well, toward the end, the, it, the team was demoralized, basically, because yeah. they were losing. And so and all you can do is chuck up threes, and all the other team can do is like get layups and just run around like yeah. their hair's on fire. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and shoot that? <laughs> We're going to put all five of us around the rim and gather the rebounds. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. Virginia finished their season at 31 and 3, while UMBC improved to 25 and 10. <laughs> 25 and 10 is not bad. That's a good, but if you're, one of the, okay if you're one of the 10 people that beat them that year, <laughs> aren't you saying, like, well, geez, I could have beat, beat Virginia too? Tough. One to I swallow. Beat You're them. probably right. Uh, we beat them, and then we they beat them, so I'll we could have beat them. I'll bet if we looked up the names of some of the people who beat UMBC, it would mostly be Duke, North Carolina, other top-tier college basketball programs. I bet it was like uh, like Dungaree State. <laughs> and, uh, Dungaree State. And, Dungaree, Dungaree State is an up-and-coming program. And St. And <laughs> Dooney. Saint you just Dooney's? wait. You just wait till St. Dooney's out from under the sanctions. Oh yeah, they're going to be good again. St. The- Dooney, by the way, patron saint of slam dunks. Right, slam a jam a ding dong. <laughs> uh, I, uh, ironically, UMBC coach Ryan Odom grew up as a Virginia fan, the son of former UVA assistant coach 
Dave Odom, and recalls the experience being in attendance to cheer on the Cavaliers as they advanced the Final Four in 1984. Well, really fucked up that childhood memory, didn't he? Yeah, really screwed it up. Put his career ahead of his loyalties when he was like five. I hate I hate disloyalty. You rats. I'm a real estate guy. You're talking about the NCAA tournament? Because that makes me think about how much I hate John McKenna. Yeah. Tournament. Tournament. Oh, China. Tournament. And that brings it into another wide world of weird sports. Our impressions are dead on, which is further proof that we don't use impressions to do character bits. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings a close in the sports. 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 Podcast. Uh, but before we go... Uh, we'd like to give you our contact information. Uh, Mike Trout and uh, Agent Thad Morris, could you please read our contact information? Hey, I'm back! All right! Yes, uh, absolutely. Hey, Thad, why don't you read the contact information? All right, I will I will try and do that. Could you please not negotiate any sort of payment from anyone for anything? That would I'm be doing- a silly promise! I won't! Okay. <laughs> uh, so, if you, uh, if you would like to find us on Facebook... Uh, you can go to uh, www.facebook.com slash sports, the number three podcast. And if you go and you like it, then I'll give you $10 million. Mm, I've got Mike, plenty. Mike, please stop doing that. $10 million bucks, one like. That. Please stop It's a real it. deal for you. I worked so hard to get you that money. Facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. It is absolutely Like it, I'll give correct. you money for uh, free. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can find us at uh, twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. That is absolutely correct, Mike. Well done. Tweet at us and I'll give you my mansion. Oh, no. I no. don't need all that room. No. You, I'm finding a one it's bedroom. It's not about need. It's about deserve. Oh. Twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. Say, Mike Trout, I want a mansion. Uh, you can have it. Please at least let me negotiate the sale. And could you uh, read the last part there? Yeah, anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. You can listen to all the podcast episodes at anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. By the way, I found out yesterday I had a boat. Anyone can take my boat. I don't no. want my boat. Oh, God. Anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. Boat. Take it. Hey, guys. Joel. Joel. Bye, Bye, Joel. Joel.